Welcome to Hebrews at Conversation Cafe. I'm Ricky Allen. I believe all relationships matter. They are the greatest treasures. How we maintain them are the greatest legacies. This podcast is a unique brew of real people with real talk about real life experiences. So, if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel. If you're somewhere sitting, sit back, relax, and be still. Let's get the conversation started. Hello, friends. This is Ricky Allen. I really appreciate you stopping by Hebrews at Conversation Cafe. Uh, season two, where we are reviewing the life of Radel Stewart and Beatrice Nepal in my highly acclaimed book, Beneath the Sun, Finding Love Where You Are, which you can get in paperback, hardback, digital, or audio formats. And I look forward to you getting your copy, reading it, and letting me know that you want to be a part of the conversation. Today, I am happy to have with me Mr. John Toombs, a uh, young man that I have enjoyed uh, spending time with and connecting with. John and I actually spent about 3,000 miles together on motorcycles, riding to Key West and really had a good time and had an opportunity just to have some man talk. John, how are you? I'm doing well, Mr. Allen. How are you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing the best I can with what I got. You know, since COVID, I've just been trying to recalibrate and just kind of get back in the groove again. And so I'm really happy to have you. It's been a while since we've hung out. So I appreciate you stopping by and joining the podcast today for a little man talk as we just um, have a love conversation. So, you know, I'm from the hood, right? I've heard that. I don't, is that crossing the hood or where, where the hood is that? Well, that's yeah. not that's not the hood I'm talking about. Oh, you okay, see, okay. every man lives in at least three hoods during his life. So I, there's a childhood, there's a boyhood and there's a manhood. I just wanted to remind you before you get out of line that that I'm from the hood. <laughs> all right. I, I'll appreciate so, your gangster being from the hood. Uh, all right. Well, we got it then. <laughs> we got it then. Well, John, you know, another thing I really appreciate is in our time together, I've discovered that we have some things in common. You know, in our childhood, I think we have some things in common, being raised by a single mother and supported by a grandmother. I think we also share in common the absence of a male role model during the formative years of our childhood, our boyhood. I'd just like for us to have some man talk about that. So being raised by a single mother and grandmother. How did that affect your view of women? It was one of those situations where my, my mother and my grandmother really taught me at an early age to be self-sufficient uh, in some things, right? You know, just some things you take for granted, you know, being able to navigate in the kitchen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I tell I tell people a lot of times, hey, I, I know the difference between fish grease and chicken grease. What? And I and I know which can they're supposed to go in, and don't you dare mix it. Oh, like hush that. your fuss, man. <laughs> come on, come but, on. You know, but just some common sense type of things. Now, I, I, I did have uncles and such that around me, but, you know, as far as someone that on a daily basis, you know, just father. And I, I know my dad, and me and my dad have an excellent relationship now. But, you know, during those formative years, you know, life, life happens. And so, uh, you know, that was just one of those things that life happens. And as I'm a adult and a, and a, a father now, I better understand those things. Uh, but, you know, being there with my grandmother and my grandmother went on to be with the Lord uh, here in uh, in September. 
Uh, and so uh, that was a big piece and a big loss for me. But I was very appreciative of the time and, and the things that she shared with me. And a lot of it was just common sense things. Uh, I don't know how much that I could just say, you know, just good common sense. You know? yeah, and, yeah. I, and also just a, a little bit of sharpening of what the world will, will give you. Right. And, and being prepared and, uh, and, and not overreacting to those things that the curveballs that life throws you, you know, you're going to check and adjust. Yeah. Uh, I also, I also learned attention to detail, you okay. know, just from my, my mother, you know, because hey, every penny, I know where it was allocated, you wow. know? Uh, and so those, those things now, uh, I appreciate those things looking back at it. I too lost my grandmother about four years ago. and. Growing up in my my childhood, there were some things that she taught me that I didn't get at the time. I mean, I thought she was just, you know, an old lady out of her mind. I mean, some of the things she did, she would sit in the middle of the floor and watch me sweep the floor. And if I missed the spot, she would always have me to come back to that spot and do it over again. Well, you know, as a kid, as a child, you, you don't always get that, right? Or she yeah. would say things to me like she wanted me to learn to do things for myself. So that when I got married, if my wife didn't want to do it, that I would be okay. I thought she had lost her mind. I thought you, that's not <laughs> why you get married. You don't get married and your wife not want to do things for you, right? Right. So I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand at the time, but much like you, as I matured and as I got to manhood, I've come to learn that the lessons I got from my mother and my grandmother uh, just boil down in a nutshell that they, they were teaching me how to be a good partner in life. And uh, it has served me well um, as I've matured. My next question to you then would be, uh, how did those relationships with your mother and, and your grandmother affect your view of relationships? Okay. So I, I think I always longed and, and wanted a lifelong relationship. Uh, it, so when I got into something, it was pretty much, uh, you know, Hey, we're together. And I, and I found that, you know, with married, we've been married here going on, uh, 24 years. Oh, congratulations. Uh, 24 years. Yeah. 24 years of marriage. We've been together 27 or so. Uh, but you know, I, uh, knowing and just seeing the, the kind of individuals that came into my, my mother's life and stuff like that. I, I wanted, as you stated, right, you wanted to be the opposite of what you saw. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, you know, longevity was always the thing, you know, and whatever it takes to, to make it work, you, you get mad, you know, hey, uh, OK, well, we'll go to the opposite room. But, you know, ain't nobody leaving the house. Right. It's just anger doesn't cause you to go do some crazy things or anything like that. Right. Is is kind of what I uh, saw. And, and, and I just wanted to be the opposite of what I saw that they encountered. And so that, that was my goal and that's what I pushed myself to be. Uh, but knowing that, you know, no one can be perfect all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. be prepared for when those moments and laps uh, come about, you know, and being able to adjust and, and bounce back from that. I spent a lot of time dreaming and, and pantomining life because the trauma that I had experienced in childhood due to neglect, Due to uh, abandonment, that was my escape. I could have very easily became bitter and used all of that to be a totally different person. Uh, and, I, and I have to admit that that was a difficult time for me because I just wanted to belong. 
and yeah. didn't feel that I belonged anywhere. And so I connected with people who perhaps may not have had my best interests. And I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to be accepted. And so my boyhood was all about uh, trying to find my identity. Yeah. So I, I think my my boyhood, uh, similar to some standpoint, but I, I spent a lot of time just really understanding uh, myself. You talk about relationships. and I know this is going to be kind of funny here, but, you know, uh, we at the high school, right? In your high school, you're trying to figure out yourself and, and all of this. And, and so I was kind of on the fringe. I, I was kind of popular okay but you know my friends my friends were more popular right uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And, and you know but I, I was cool but i wasn't as cool as the other guys right but i right. was still kind of cool and so you know it was just navigating in that in that world uh and and trying to identify and figure out who i was as a person uh the one thing you know school and, and lunch tables right when you're talking about boyhood can be very cruel yeah yeah uh, and so you know sitting at the lunch table and if you don't have the best of the best or if that one little thing that's messed up on your shirt someone would point that out <laughs> and, right and, and I, I tell people all the time you know like look i know all of my faults mm. uh from a physical aspect and so you know you, you want to tell me something new uh, because, you know, playing the dozens, the zoning, you know, type of thing, you know, I, I got pretty good at those things during mm-hmm. my boyhood, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, and that, right. and that was the defense mechanism, right. Right? right? It was, it was one of those things that, you know, it was easier to get justice through my right. Words. right. Uh, and then I, as I got older, as I started progressing, right, I, I realized that these words have repercussions, mm-hmm. right? So some mm-hmm. of the things that I'm, that I'm saying and, and doing and stuff like that, there are repercussions to that. And how does that affect that person? During the boyhood, that was a, a fit in fight or flight mechanism, right? right? It, was, right. it was either fight or flight. And I was determined that I wasn't going to run. So in manhood, that, that brings me to another question for you. The thoughts of love. So in your, your assessment, is love a spiritual thing or is it a material thing? I, I think it's a, it is a spiritual thing. Uh, I, I went through a little group that was a men's group a couple of years ago. And we, we talked about, you know, love and how do men show love or how do people even view the love that a man, you know, gives or, or shows and so a lot of times when people are engaging they say hey how does your your husband or your father show that they love you? and the first thing is that they're a good provider mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so that's a material thing providing is a material thing giving you clothes giving you food shelter you know that's right. a Maslow right. hierarchy of needs but that that's a material thing but then you get to the intrinsic aspect of it you don't really know love until you have to show some type of grace. Yeah. Now the, the, the material aspect does come into play. All right. And a lot of times we, we take that, you know, as the being the first thing of somehow from a man's standpoint, you know, and, and, and it was a generational thing. I, I love you cause I take care of you. You mm-hmm. know, there, I think there was even a movie fences, right. With right. Denzel Washington. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and he was like, you know, how do I love you? Boy, you know, if you don't get out of here, if I feed you, don't you know? Yeah. Tell me, look, I feed you, you know. And right. So it's right. a little bit more than just being nurturing the the physical man. You have to have some nurture of the spiritual man, and, you, and that that's what will last. Yeah, indeed, John. And you know that that was for me because my journey from childhood to boyhood, uh, in search of manhood, then my heart desire was to become another man after God's heart. 
Uh, I didn't use the fact that I didn't have a father or a man to guide me, to drive me to bitterness and to bad behavior even. Um, but I, I use that to say that I want to learn from uh, the one who made me, the kind of man that um, he wants me to be. And I will tell you from 1 Corinthians 13, it's been the roadmap. And so even now, you know, get past anything material one might do. If you're trying to really assess whether or not they love you, then we can go there and look at what it says love is. You love because it's the privilege of showing the grace that you've been given and you're extending grace to someone else. And I use the term, the whole thought of just allowing God to love through you because God is love. And we were created in and by love. In and of ourselves, we're nothing. In and of ourselves, we have nothing. So, so it's really not about me. But if I'm in this relationship, then I want to give whomever I'm in a relationship. And, and we're going to talk a little bit briefly about my book, Beneath the Sun, and that love relationship that was discovered there. All relationships matter. And yeah. love is the effectual power in all relationships. The discovery we have in sharing love is what's unique. So what lessons have you learned uh, from your childhood or your boyhood that has served you well in your manhood pertinent to finding love where you are? Mm, man, uh, I think the lessons that I've learned from childhood, boyhood, I am now are uh, being able to have a spirit of uh, joy, uh, you know, not necessarily happy. But just understanding with joy and, and having that joyful spirit, uh, mm -hmm. that, that's something that can't, uh, that doesn't turn on or off. So if I'm able to do that and be that I can be, then I'm able to pour into others. Wow. You know, yeah. but to give you, to give you all the words that encompass it, that, that's what I'm striving to be. It's not so much more now about material things. Right. Uh, because all those things can go away. Man, that, that's awesome. And, you know, when you said that, I thought, too, that when you have that joy and uh, you know who you are, you know who you are in him, then you don't need others to validate you or to approve of who you are. And I know much of my life I spent seeking approval, wanting validation, wanting people to get me right, to see me for who I was. I just want to have a joy out of being the man that God wants me to be. I spent a lot of those years that transition from childhood, boyhood into manhood. And uh, my definition of being a good man had a lot to do with material things. And God spoke to me. And so I, I changed that. Because I spent a lot of time and energy and thought that being a good man was giving my family the best of everything. And the Lord spoke to me one day and said, well, you know, you're just one paycheck away from being homeless. How is that good? I finally said, you know, I really don't want to be anybody's good man. But what I want to be is a God man. And if I can be a God man, then I'll do the good toward everyone. In my book, Beneath the Sun, you know, Rado Stewart is a man that was shaped by his experiences in, in the hood. You know, he's a man that understood redemptive love and understood his purpose to allow God to love through him. So as you read and as you watch the interaction of Rado and Beatrice and the development of this relationship, 
It's beautiful. And so I got one last thing I'm going to ask you to do for our listeners. And I just want you to give me briefly your thoughts on redemptive love and allowing God to love through you. Redemptive love and allowing God to love through you. I will give this just a brief story if you're, if you're curious for just for a sec. I have some friends that I have probably been with uh, lifelong. I mean, from the formative ages, we, we have gone through these hoods together. But we have here in the past uh, year, year and a half, uh, through COVID, we've kind of come back full circle. And it's been, a, it's been a blessing, really, because during this time, we've all experienced some life issues. You know, a loss of a parent, loss of a grandparent, you know, breakups, makeups, whatever you want to call it. These mm-hmm. are things that all have occurred. Uh, but being there, right, when they are going through yeah, um, yeah. can be such a blessing, right? And you don't have right. to do a lot, you know, so you say redemptive, you know, sometimes that is just being in the presence. In presence. Uh, and, and so if you can be there and be present and just allow them to express what they need at that moment, right? I, I'd have a buddy and I'd tell him, I was like, man, I love all my friends, but I love them all different. Yeah. And that's genuine, just from a male-to-male standpoint. Hey, I, I love you. You're like a brother. But I have to love each of you differently. Well, John, that, that's awesome. And I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, as I listen to you, I just thought the power of love is when you, you share it with someone who knows that you see them, you hear them, you value them, you don't judge them. That in itself is redemptive. It reflects the very essence of Christ. Even when we were in our mess, he died for us. When our eyes are on him and we use him as an example because he is love, then as you said multiple times in, during the podcast, this whole issue of grace, uh, because we've been given grace and so then we extend grace and it, it's not based on merit. Every person has worth and we're in a position that we can allow God to flow through us, allow God to love through us. And it is indeed redemptive. And that was a part of the writing of this book, Beneath the Sun, Finding Love Where You Are. It doesn't deal with how she looked, what she had, how he looked, what he had. But it's two people who truly saw one another, hurt one another, and valued one another for who they were. I want you to know how much I appreciate you as a man, how much I appreciate the man talk, and how much I'm looking forward to you coming back on the show. And we can talk some more. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to get some things out that have probably been boiling up in my spirit. God has a way of putting people in your path to allow and open doors for things that you don't even realize. So I thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I've kind of got a a little bit of my microphone shyness away. So who knows? (laughs) Ready to start my own podcast. (laughs) But hey, do it. Do it. I thank you. Hey, man. It was my pleasure. And I look forward to doing it again. Yes, sir. Stay on the journey, John. Will do. Take care. All right, man. Thank you for joining this episode of He Brews It, a Relate LLC production. To learn more, check out our website, RelateLLC.com, and follow us on social media at Relate LLC. Life is a gift, and how we live is a choice. Remember, there is no better time than now for greater discovery. It's time to live life. It's time to live legendary.